you're listening to The South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Well, why don't we just get started? This would be Ohio State's probably biggest game uh, to date, I think. As it stands right now, Penn State is now number eight in the college football playoff rankings. The new ones just came out about an hour ago. Uh, It's number two versus number eight in the shoe. High noon. It's Fox's big noon kick. Uh, I sent you guys a tweet earlier. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember who it was from, but there's going to be three different pregame shows in Columbus for this game. The Big Ten Network, Fox, and ESPN's pregame shows are all going to be there, so um, I think part of that has to do with the fact that it's it's kind of a weak slate, but also a pretty big game. Uh, Ohio State opens as an 18-point favorite in this game. That's that's where the line was the last time I checked it. And um, well, why don't we just go around the horn and just get some initial impressions of how you guys see this game? Then we can go to predi- predictions, and then maybe talk a little bit about the playoff uh, rankings that just came out, and and maybe even a, another game or two around the country if there's time. Tim, it's been a little bit of a hiatus for you uh, from the podcast. It's good to have you back on. Why don't you tell us how you see this game uh, going in? So, you know, I think it's been, uh, I think it's it's taken some twists and turns as to sort of how I've thought about it. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, I thought this was going to be the toughest game Ohio State played, but Penn State hasn't really looked that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan Definitely beat them in the second half of that game and almost won the game, but didn't. Uh, then they lost to Minnesota, and then they, you know, escape Indiana at home. That doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. Uh, I happen to work with a couple Penn State people, and and the the the, the collective thought from a lot of Penn State people seems to be that Penn State's going to get killed. Hmm. Uh, and I think I tend to agree with that. Uh, I I think that Hamler's kind of an okay quarterback they've got some decent receivers um but you know ohio state should be able to shut that down fairly easily uh i don't even know who their running back is or if they have one that's notable uh and so i think they're probably better on defense than they are on offense uh and that you know they're going to need because i think our offense is going to be in high gear and i think they're going to struggle to stop us and so I think the only thing that Penn State really has going for it is the fact that I'm looking at the forecast, and it's supposed to be 40 and a frozen mix. Ooh. Uh, and so that, that may be the one thing that slows our offense down more than their defense. Yeah. <laughs> Paige? The Paige. dreaded 40 and frozen mix. Yeah, oh, God. Well, yeah. Evoking uh, the horrible memories of Michigan State 2015. Yeah, they both have to play in that weather, though, right? Good point. Good point. Yes, they do. <laughs> Paige, how do you see this game going in? So I think it's it's, it's kind of strange, really. Um, I was, you know, just reading on Monday a little bit about the game, and um, you know, it, it, statistically, Penn State's actually, you know, pretty damn solid. I mean, in in some respects, I mean, they're arguably great. Uh, they're rushing defense. I wrote down is uh, allowing just 2.19 yards per carry, which I think is number one in all of college football. And mm-hmm. their uh, offense ranks 
something like 15th nationally with 37 points per game. So, you know, just by those two metrics, you'd think this thing is going to be close. But like Tim said, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I haven't been a huge believer in them all year. Um, and even more so these last couple of weeks. And then the fact that they go in uh, to Minnesota, they lose that game. Um, I thought Michigan completely outplayed them uh, in the second half. They were life and death to win, uh, to hold off and, and, and beat Michigan. Then, you know, Minnesota loses the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, now, and, and so that then you think about the fact that okay, but the last three years, you know, or actually the last four years, uh, they play us really, really tough. So, you know, w- what camp do you, you fall into? Um, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to not say this is somewhat of a trap game for Ohio State, but I just I think Ohio State uh, will just be too much for them. The other thing is, you know, there's no Saquon Barkley on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, McSorley, he was up and down, but when McSorley was hot, that guy could kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the tight end that they've had before. Although I guess they have a couple other good tight ends. They just don't have the personnel. I think that they've had in years past, N- clearly nowhere near what we have. So I, I don't think, um, I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, the weather actually, that might play a factor, but I think Ohio State. Uh, should be pumped up about this. I was actually talking to my dad today, and one of the things that he was worried about was, you know, uh, will high State be pumped up after coming off what really is three weeks of a bye? I mean, let's just <laughs> yeah. call it what it is. Like, those yeah. two games are terrible. And I actually hadn't thought about that, but uh, I guess it's possible. But I think Dale have them uh, fired up and ready to go. So I think Ohio State should win this and win this pretty convincingly. Okay. Matt, how do you see it? Well, what I will say about Penn State when you look at their stats and everything is that in our team, our, uh, you know, Wisconsin had what – did they have the best defense coming in before we played them? They did. The number one, st- the number one defense in the country statistically. Yep. Statistically. So I think our team – because I don't think after that game they were anywhere near the top five probably because mm-hmm. I think we're just stat crushers. So whatever they had – as far as offense or defense, I think our team does a really good job on both sides of the ball, just obliterating whatever their average was to the negative, to whatever <laughs> it was. So the thing that I, you know, I'm looking forward to the most is that our O-line and Dobbins really taking it to this, you know, vaulted defensive line and run defense. Because I think that they, the more that they push that in Dobbins, and actually bringing Master Teagan for some runs too, yeah, uh, it will open up the passing game. It'll make it a lot easier for Fields, who I think will have an ex- extraordinary game. I think, you know, the Rutgers game he has it was like his first three hundred yard game, and I don't, you know, how how much did he play? I think the kid's getting warmed up. And he's really going to start strutting even more what he can do or the promise that we all thought, he, the promise of where his talent could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that I'm really concerned about, frankly, and it's a, it's a really fucking stupid thing, but the quarterback, <laughs> the quarterback for, 
for a pet That's store. never stopped you before. <laughs> I know, I know, but you it's know. Sean Clifford. Old habits die hard. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Clifford for Penn State, I think is who you're thinking of, Matt. Yeah, he's from Cincinnati. Right. When we've had Ohio-born quarterbacks play against them, sometimes they have a they have out-of-the-mind kind of game. That's true. But, Connor Cook. you know, yeah, if we, I think if we force, we basically say, hey, beat us with the run and just put a little bit more tighter coverage on their uh, their talented uh, wide receivers, we should be fine. But even if we played them straight up, I think that this is going to be a lopsided game because it's, I mean, it's just, we're, we've been playing really well. They have been playing, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, inconsistently. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it bodes well for us. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I think, it, I think it was you who mentioned off the top that the second half of that Michigan-Penn State game um, really kind of stood out, I think, to all of us because we talked about it the, the next night or the next day. And it really did seem like both for Michigan and Penn State, that was a turning point for both of them, even though Penn State went on to win the game and they're now higher in the rankings and in a better position to potentially win the Big Ten. If you're watching the game, if you're just, just going by the eyeball test, Michigan dominated them in the second half. And, and I also thought, again, even though Penn State won, that you started to see some warts on that team. And um, that, that stood out to me. Paige, you mentioned some, some what would otherwise be impressive statistics. They're certainly very good against the run. And, and I had some, written down some of the same stats, actually, that you had in terms of yards per, opponent yards per carry. Yeah, it's like under two yards. I think it's 1.9, as, as you said. Um, an overall rush defense... Um, Penn State is fourth in the country, allowing 76 yards per game. They do have a good rush defense, but I dug a little deeper into the stats, probably a little too deep because I've got all these numbers here in front of me. There's no way I can – I'll bore you guys to tears, put everyone to sleep if I mention them all. But there were a few that stood out to me um, with respect to the Penn State defense. While they're stout against the run, in terms of passing yards allowed, they're 84th in the country, allowing 240 yards per game. And pretty much all of the quality opponents that they played have been able to move the ball through the air against them, including Michigan. Um, The other thing that stood out to me about Penn State um, is offensively, um, you know, the new metric, the sexy new metric that a lot of, uh, you know, the analysts are using now is yards per play, offensive yards per play and defensive yards per play. Uh, Penn State does have some explosive capabilities with Hamler. I, I think that tight end is also very good. They've got some solid wide receivers. And, and I think Sean Clifford actually has some playmaking ability as well. Um, but they're 51st in the country in offensive yards per play, which would put them right in the middle there, a middling team in terms of yards per play, 5.8 yards per play. By comparison, Ohio State is fourth in the country at 7.1 and then the other concern I would have about Penn State, especially going into a game where there might be some weather and both teams are going to have to run the ball, keep it on the ground and keep the, the game in between the tackles, Penn State's rushing uh, attack is pretty paltry. Again, pretty pretty mediocre. They're 62nd in the country in rushing yards uh, per attempt at 4.3. By comparison, Ohio State third in the country uh, over 6 yards, 6.15. So... Those are my takeaways from the stats, and maybe I was just trying to, you know, I had already kind of made up my mind about Penn State, and I was looking for stats to support it. But I think those stand out to me um, as, as you know, areas of concern uh, for Penn State. Tim, I'm going to kick it back over to you. Why don't we go around the horn with predictions? And if you have anything else you want to add about the game, uh, plus your prediction, 
Uh, go ahead. So I'm going to go 42-17. Um, I think the first half might be a little slow, um, and I think that the game is more or less over towards the end of the third quarter. Uh, mm. But it, you know, I think it feels like a solid win at the end of the day, and I think we cover. But I think it doesn't feel like you know we're pulling away and we've got the game in control until a little bit later in the third quarter. Okay, 42-17. You see it as a game through two quarters. The Buckeyes pull away uh, in the third. Yep. All right. Later in the third. Later yep. in the third. Okay. Paige, give us your prediction. You, you know what's crazy, though? I was actually just thinking about this as Tim was talking. So I, I, I think Ohio State's covered, what, eight out of, eight out of ten? ten games? Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't not cover covering, records. Which is crazy. I know it's ironic. Yes, right. Which is right. But what's crazy is the fact that they're covering these games. They're really only playing two quarters. Yeah. Right. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, okay, against Wisconsin, you know, those guys were in there probably the whole game. But how many games, you know, have they truly played four quarters? Um, Not a lot. And they're still able. Yeah, they're still able to 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 do what they you know, are, are doing to opponents. I originally had it 49 to 20. Um, I might take it down to 44 to 20 just because of the weather. It might be a little bit harder for us to uh, score that many points, but I see him, uh, yeah, definitely winning this and definitely covering this. 44 to 20. And how do you feel the, the pace of the game goes? Does Ohio State jump out and get control early and kind of run away with it, or, or do you see it similar to the way Tim described it, where it's it's a game for two and a half quarters and then Ohio State pulls away? I don't, well, I, I think the weather matters, man. I mean, I think it, it definitely affected the way Day called the Wisconsin game. And Absolutely. if it's really nasty out there, maybe he just says, hey, look, I'm going to just try and run the ball down your throats and loosen you up. And if I can run away with it, you know, the game doing that, then I will. Um, and then if I need to open it up, the passing attack, in tough conditions, um, then, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do that. I think the weather is, you know, that's a big variable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it, under great conditions, I think it would just be crossing pattern after crossing pattern until it was 56 <laughs> to four and Penn state just cried their way back to happy Valley. Cause it's, <laughs> it's unstoppable almost to begin with, but clearly they have a problem you know, uh, with their past defense, but maybe the weather sort of dictates, um, you know, how he calls it. And the other thing I would say is, I mean, if you're Ryan day, how excited are you right now, man? Like this stretch coming up is arguably could be the five biggest games of his life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I would just think that, man, he has just, he's probably sleeping four hours a night and is so fucking excited can't wait for this. Um, it's going to be awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. Matt, uh, why don't you go ahead with your prediction and, and any other thoughts you might have about the game? So so you, w- w- the weather is what? Just going to be a little flurries? Is it going to be super windy? I mean, I don't, I'm not getting what just a little inclement weather has to do with too much. They tend to keep the fields pretty. Uh, I, are we playing in the ice bowl here? Or is there, <laughs> is like, is there going to be gale I'm not quite understanding how much of an impact. That's what happens when you don't live in Ohio anymore, Matt. You just get completely conditioned to be a pussy about the weather, I guess is what you're saying, in a very <laughs> nice know. way. Perhaps. 
Um, but uh, the, the thing is, is like when it's when the ball is slippery and such, that makes turnovers as well. So that makes more scouring opportunities sometimes. Um, I actually see the game going. I think they're going to take the stonemason approach and get the little wooden stool out and just keep chipping out, chipping away <laughs> at, at the game. So like the first quarter will be 10-0 and then maybe 24-3 at halftime. I uh, have this written down. I'm happy to change it, Tim. 41-17, five <laughs> touchdowns, two, three, two field goals. Uh, but I feel like it's going to be not an exciting game. I just think that they'll have control most of the game. There'll be moments when they'll, you know, I could see Penn State getting a long touchdown uh, that will kind of maybe make things a little bit interesting. But I think that Art will have control the whole game. I just think that we have a better uh, quality of play consistent quality of play over our games, even though it hasn't been against great competition, but when we've been pressed, we've responded with big points. So I don't, I don't see this being a game where we're going to be sitting here, you know, racking our hands thinking if the game's ever going to be in jeopardy. Okay. All right. Before I go, I'm uh, our, our, uh, our friend, uh, our, our comrade, Chad Plummer, who couldn't be here tonight, uh, submitted a prediction. He likes Ohio state 49, 20. Um, so he sees it in much the same way you guys do, it appears. Um, I wasn't able to connect with my father-in-law, Ken Meyer, before this pod, so unfortunately no prediction from him. I, um, you know, I'm well aware of, of and, and we've mentioned this in previous pods, I'm well aware of the recent history. We all are. It's been very close. You go back to 2016, it was a 24-21 win. Penn State in that game. Ohio State blew a 21-7 lead going into the fourth quarter in that game in 2017. Ohio State comes back from a 38-27 deficit with five minutes and 42 seconds to play to win the game 39-38. In 2018, Ohio State trailed in the fourth quarter with eight minutes to play 26-14 and came back to win that game 27-26. So very well aware of the history and how Penn State has played us tough and how James Franklin has had his team up for these games and prepared. Um, but Trace McSorley's gone. Uh, Saquon Barkley is gone. Mike Gusecki's gone. It's not the same cast of characters uh, for Penn State, and I think that was a really good core that Franklin had there over those years. Um, Penn State has some really good frontline talent, too. I, to be fair, uh, I think, Matt, it was you who had mentioned Sean Clifford. He's a four-star kid out of Cincinnati, pretty high-profile prospect. The kid can obviously play. He's shown some playmaking ability. I think he's a very good Big Ten quarterback. He's a player you have to respect. K.J. Hamler, we saw what he could do against us last year. Uh, you know, he had, he had several big plays against us last year, including, what, a 93-yard touchdown, although I might credit Isaiah Pryor more for that touchdown than K.J. Hamler, but I digress. Micah, Micah Parsons, um, he was a, a, a guy Ohio State pursued until the very end, excellent linebacker for Penn State. That guy can play. Uh, uh, Gross Matos, their defensive end, their star defensive end, that guy could play anywhere in the country. They have dudes that can play. Having said all that, all signs would seem to point to a close game. However, uh, if you're just evaluating this Penn State team on the data that we have for this year, what we've seen so far, the way I, may, I came up with my prediction, I looked at, at what Penn State has done against defenses that compare favorably to Ohio State so far this year, right? Iowa, they, 
294 yards of total offense in that game. They ended up winning it, but they scored 17 points. Couldn't even get to 300 yards of total offense in that game. Michigan, another game that they won, uh, but 283 yards of total offense. Now, those two defenses, I think, compare favorably to Ohio State. Actually, I think Ohio State is better than both. It stands to reason that Penn State is going to continue to struggle offensively in this game if it's a step up defensively, uh, which I think that it is, Ohio State from both Iowa and Michigan. Um, there's a big question in my mind about how good Penn State's defense is. We've, we've mentioned some stats already. Um, you know, we remember how Michigan really handled that Penn State defense and did pretty much whatever they wanted in the second half of that game. You go back two weeks, Minnesota's Tanner Morgan threw for 339 yards against that secondary and three touchdowns. Uh, Penn State lost that game. They turned right around the following week, last weekend. Peyton Ramsey lights him up for 371. And Penn State takes, sorry, Iowa takes Penn State down to the wire. Um, I think there's reason to be concerned about Penn State's front seven and their ability to get pressure. I went through the stats. Penn State has six sacks over their last four games. So my prediction is in this one, Ohio State 42, Penn State 14. I do think the weather might slow things down. I think it could be worse than that if the weather isn't a factor and Ohio State's on their game. I just, just looking at the statistical profile of both teams, I think Ohio State is far superior. I mean, even in the areas where Penn State might have an edge, like rush defense, Paige, as, as you mentioned, Ohio State's right there. I mean, Penn State's fourth in the country in rush defense. Ohio State's right there at sixth. And in yards per carry, mm-hmm. Penn State's first. Ohio State's right behind them in fourth in yards opponent yards per carry. That's just one example. Um, I was listening to ESPN's uh, Kirk Herbstreet's college football podcast on ESPN, and I had mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but Herbstreet was asked about Ohio State. He said, look, I'm from Ohio. I've been following the Buckeyes for more than 40 years. My old man played at Ohio State. He was a captain. I played at Ohio State. I was a captain. I know this team pretty well. I know its history pretty well. I've never seen an Ohio State team this dominant in my lifetime. And I, I mean, if that's coming mm-hmm. from Herb Street, I think that's saying something. Um, anyway, that's a long, uh, a, a long soliloquy there. But I, in as you know, in as many words, I agree with you guys. I think Ohio State uh, runs away with this, barring some kind of major injury, some kind of you know force majeure, ridiculous weather situations. I just have a hard time seeing how Penn State keeps up in this one. Well, and it's yeah. for the for the the Big Ten East, right? That, I mean. That too. If you win this yep, game, yep. then that matters. Oh it's yeah, a big fucking game. Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah, Ohio State clinches this the Big Ten East with this, uh, with a win over Penn State in Columbus on Saturday, and then that makes the Michigan game, you know, a rivalry game, but really doesn't have any meaning in terms of standings. And 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 there's this growing. I don't know if you guys listened to um, or saw any of the playoff show on, on the playoff uh, ranking show on, on ESPN. I, I tuned in for a little bit for about 15 minutes from work. And they're already starting to make a case for Ohio State getting in. Uh, should they lose in the Big Ten title game? You've already heard some of the talking heads talk uh, mention that Ohio State, should they continue to look dominant through Saturday and handle Penn State if they get upset in Ann Arbor? you could see a, a case for Ohio State getting in even with a loss to Michigan. So it seems like there's a lot of believers um, and not just, you know, the local beat writers, right, and the local press nationally 
the view of this team, people are pretty impressed. Yeah, but well, if we can't be Michigan, I don't want to be in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so how would you guys feel about that, Tim? How would you feel about that if you know uh, if we lost to Michigan and yet still qualified for the playoffs? I mean, that, that I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. Um, you know, that's a bitter pill, no doubt about it. Um, but you know what what softens the bitterness is the fact that we can effectively make that game irrelevant because of Michigan, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like they, they can't even come to the table to make the game relevant. So we can lose to you and still go to the fucking playoffs because you're that bad. Like, that softens the pill a little bit, but I totally agree with the logic, which is, you know, if, if we beat Penn state, we have a, we have an amazing resume. If we lose a close game to Michigan at Michigan, but then go on to win the Big Ten champion, we're a conference champion with one close loss to a ranked team. That's a better resume than the other one loss team. I agree. Sorry, yeah. it is. Yeah, no. So I can I can totally see the path, um, but you know, as Matt said, I don't want to lose to Michigan. That sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the new college football playoff rankings. Uh, Ohio State is holding at number two. Um, you know, L- the the hay is in the barn, as I said on Sunday, for LSU. They played all their tough games. And I think their resume is as good as it's going to get, at least until the SEC title game. Um, Ohio State, on the other hand, if you look at the rankings, you've got, they've they actually bumped Penn State up to number eight and moved Minnesota down to number 10. Minnesota beat Penn State head to head. I don't know. I don't understand that logic, but that's what it is right now. Penn State at number eight, Minnesota number 10, and then Michigan at number 13. Ohio State should have an opportunity to play all three of those teams. And and should they win out and win all those games, I would think the number one ranking would belong to Ohio State in the and they would be the number one seed in the playoff. And, and actually, I think it does matter this year because uh, you're going to get a team at number four who's an imperfect uh, commodity. I, they're, 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 you know, it, it could be an Oregon, it could be a Utah, it could be Oklahoma, who still can't play any defense. It could be the out, uh, Alabama has an outside chance without Tua and a defense that is substandard by Al- Alabama's uh, standards. So I think you want that number one seed because personally, I do not want to play Clemson uh, in a semifinal if I can avoid that. They're, yeah, I know their schedule's ridiculous and it sucks, but I'm sorry. We saw what that team did to Alabama last year. I think they're legitimately good. They've recruited well. I personally don't want to see them in the semifinal. If I can push that matchup off to the, to the championship game, that's what I would prefer. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Paige, what do you think? No, I saw the same thing you saw, Zach, and I agree with you 100%. Clemson's actually playing really well. Um, especially Lawrence since the game mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Um, they're clearly the number two team, um, regardless of what the standings say. Um, only because LSU has a suspect defense. I, you know, yeah. if, after thinking about it more since the pod on, on Sunday, um, yeah, I'd like our chances against LSU. I mean, the offense is great. The defense is suspect. Um, but make no mistake, Clemson is formidable. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we could avoid them in the semifinals, 
all I'm all for that. However, we are getting way fucking ahead of ourselves <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, let's hey, just beat Penn State, boys. Let's yeah, just beat Penn State. Yeah, the, okay, hey, worry about Michigan. <laughs> well, we're fans. We get to look ahead, and besides, the, the new rankings came out tonight, so I think we can indul- we can indulge ourselves here just yeah, just for a yeah. few minutes. Matt, do you have any thoughts on the rankings and and where Ohio State could be seated? Do you care? What, what do you, what do you see? Yeah, I don't care. Um, the, uh, I liked when Ohio state played Alabama, then got the cushy championship game against Oregon. I'd rather take, I'd rather make the, make the hard call first and then make it get soft rather than go soft early and then go hard. I, I, I just, or, I mean, or I don't really care. You got to play two games either way. I'd rather, I'd rather get my team in there focused, playing hard and whether it's Clemson or Utah, it doesn't matter. All right. Okay. All right. Wait. I have a. I have a question. I have a question for everybody. Yeah. Sure. So, would you would you rather win the national championship and lose to Michigan, or lose to Michigan and win the national championship? Oh, I mean, give me the title. I mean, I, I, I'll take the title because we've clearly established who the better program is over the last twenty years. If you know Michigan happens. Okay. To- I make it worse. You get you you get embarrassed by Michigan. Now I know Tim is that Tim's head is spinning like the exorcist in New Canaan right now. Well, well, so if they get embarrassed by Michigan, though, that might preclude them from a spot in the playoff, right? I mean, I think they would. Have I know, to lose. but it might not too. There could be chaos. Right. You get embarrassed. You get it, but you squeak in somehow. What are we talking somehow about? Like, are we talking in. like sixty-two thirty-nine embarrassed, or what? What are we talking? Tim Biaka Paduka embarrassed? What are we talking? Give, give me the give me the level of embarrassment. Uh, you get beat forty to ten. Oof. I okay. I mean, I I personally cannot see this team getting beat that badly by a team with the limitations of a Michigan, uh, unless you know this Penn State game. We're completely underestimating Penn State, and they draw us into a complete, you know, uh, just street fight and wear us out physically. And guys come out of that game completely banged up. And Chase Young's limping around, and Justin Fields limping around, and we go into that game completely depleted. That's that's the scenario that I would see where it could Michigan could potentially have that much of an uh, upper hand in the game. Now, mind you, Michigan is going to Indiana. Uh, that's not going to be an easy game for them. I'm sorry, Indiana's going to play them tough. They always play them tough, and I think this is the best Indiana team they've had in in five or six years in, in a while since I can remember. But that's I digress. Um, I'm I'm still taking the national title. I mean that lasts forever. Every, no one's going to remember the Michigan game uh, if you if it's if it's followed up with a national title. I mean those that you hang banners. I I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't oh, know, I, Tim. What do you I think? Agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that begrudgingly. But I think I'd have to then <laughs> kind of look at the football season more like a basketball season, where I don't really give a shit what you did during the regular season, what you do during the tournament, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, that's how I choose to look at it. Yeah. I don't know, Matt, what do you think? In 15 minutes, I'll be sleeping so I can think about dreams like that because that's <laughs> the only place that thing will even ever happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I, think, I think we got your answer on that one. Um, all right. So I think we all feel pretty good about Ohio State's chances and um, – you know that that uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out, but I think we're all pretty much in agreement uh, how this one's going to play out. 
Did we want to, do you guys, how are we doing on time? Do you guys want to have a second to just to talk about Michigan, Indiana, or do we need to, do we need to cut it short? I got time. You got time? All right. Okay. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's another game. And I think it, it, you know, the only reason I mention it, obviously it doesn't have any real bearing on the standings. Neither team is in position to really, um, you know, to, to, to contend for, for the title, the big 10 title, but I do think it's compelling and we like to keep a watchful eye on Michigan because that's what we do as Ohio State fans. Um, in that game, Michigan is a 10-point favorite on the road at Indiana. I think if you're talking about a trap game, this looks like a trap game to me. Um, Tim, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I think I take Indiana in 10 points all day if I'm betting. Uh, and I, I think there's a very high probability Michigan loses and that, you know, would just sink them for our game, uh, <laughs> which is of course what I'm rooting for. Uh, you know, if, if, if they're on a roll, I think the Notre Dame game they won was a little bit weird with the rain and whatever yeah. Michigan state's down. Uh, so, you know, the, the Michigan's on a Michigan roll, right? No, no, nothing that they've done has been impressive, but yet, you know, they're acting like, you know, they're headed to the playoffs. And so I just think a lo- I just think a loss to Indiana that would stunt this little momentum that they think that they have would just be fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, the one game I'm going to watch outside of the Ohio State game this weekend is that game. And I'm going to be full-on rooting for Indiana. I mean, is it fair? Destroy their hopes. <laughs> is it fair to say that Michigan's biggest win this year is the second half of the Penn State game? I think it is. Yeah. Notre Dame. Game. Notre Dame was big. Yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, yeah, I guess. But Notre Dame then turned around and had to, to beat uh, Virginia Tech at home uh, the following week on the last play of the game. They nearly lost that game. All right, so Notre Dame followed closely by the second half of the Penn State game. Yeah, no, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, the second <laughs> half against Penn State, for sure. All right, Gallagher, 20 bucks. I got Michigan, uh, minus 10. All right. You're on. Wait, are we square or am I, do I owe you 20? <laughs> I think you owe me 20. <laughs> Yeah, no, or, yeah. yeah, you and me, yeah, you and me 20. I got to start tracking Warmer that. and I are, <laughs> yeah, well, we kind of, we didn't have too many bets throughout throughout the year. Uh, I, it, this game on paper does look like a trap game, but I think actually, you know, uh, Michigan, uh, and I like the Michigan role. That's that's pretty funny, um, but they have been playing better. I think they, they take care of business, hmm. um, but I will be rooting for Illinois. Or, I mean, uh, Indiana. <laughs> I think Michigan oh, gets God. The <laughs> that's, a, that's what they call a win-win, Sloaner. I can't lose in this deal. Uh, Sloan, <laughs> before you go with your pick, let me just, let, let since the second half of the Penn State game, which everybody seems to be talking about, and they mentioned it again in the college football playoff uh, ranking show today, that Michigan's been a different team since the second half. They, they found something. They unlocked their potential. And, but they still lost the goddamn game. Um, they they come you know they turn around the following week and they beat up on a on a Notre Dame team that I think we all question is is, is whether they're any good forty five fourteen they ran the ball three thousand times in that game I don't I think Shea Patterson threw like two times they followed that up with a thirty eight seven win at Maryland and that was a closer game in the first half than than uh, I think Maryland started the game with like two. 12 or 14 play drives and couldn't punch it in. But that was a closer game than, than you would think. 38-7 actually against that Maryland team isn't that impressive. 
And then they beat up on a Sparty team, 44-10, that's in a total tailspin in the big house. So that's what Michigan has done since that Penn State game. Matt, how do you see that game? Give us a prediction. I think uh, Michigan wins by 14, which will be great because on Sunday, all these fucking people with their M's on their sweatshirts will be walking around strutting like a big fucking peacock for the whole week <laughs> and then saturday they'll just they'll be fucking wearing it and then the, the, that michigan face will come on and then those all those little sweatshirts and hats and chokers and scarves will be chokers. thrown in will be thrown into the basement and go away for the winter humiliate them again so i want them feeling as confident as possible next week there's nothing i want more than that (laughs) well i i you know i i agree with you guys uh i i do think there's some trap game potential uh in this one it could be close it has been close in the past but these are the type of opponents that that jim harbaugh's been able to handle uh since he's been at michigan and and he beats these teams and it's celebrated and there's a whole michigan is back or watch out for michigan revenge tour la 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 so I, I think Michigan probably wins as well. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter whether Indiana gives them a game or not. I think Michigan gets out of there with a win. Uh, they are on, on a quote-unquote roll, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do win comfortably. And then, then that leads them into November 30th with the matchup with Ohio State, uh, which I think we're all probably feeling pretty good about. Uh, more details to come on that. I, I don't see any other games across the landscape uh, just kind of I'm, I'm going through the top 25 matchups that are really worth taking up the rest of your time guys especially you guys on the east coast so uh, unless you guys have any other comments why don't we uh, we'll shut her down and we will speak again on sunday <laughs> <laughs>